people kill each other every day. And for what? Hmm? For politics. For religion. And they're heroes. No. No, there's a lot of shit I can't do anymore. But killing's not one of them. Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen? And it's a podcast where we talk about movies. And specifically, we talk about a movie that at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. Uh, joining me this week, I have Keith. Hey-o. Hey. Uh, and coming back to us is Professor Nerdly himself, Pat. Hey, hey. Hey. Uh, so this is episode number 45. The movie that we watched this week was 2003's Monster, starring Charlize Theron and uh, Christina Ricci. Now, I had never seen this movie before. Uh, had either of you seen it before this week? I had not. And I had not. Oh, so we, uh, we have a full, uh, full-on virgin panel when it comes to this movie, which, now that I think about it, was probably a really poor choice of words, but... Yeah. So... Okay, Monster. We are continuing our our um, Oscar award-winning movie month. So we started off the month with Best Supporting Actress winner Kate uh, Kim Basinger in L.A. Confidential. Last week was our Best Supporting Actor uh, nom- uh, winner film, which was Mystic River with um, Tim Robbins winning the Best Supporting Actor that year. And Sean Penn won Best Actor. Um, this movie won Charlize Theron. And I'm going to mispronounce her name every single time I say it, um, so... I'm just going to try and and just vary it up, and hopefully one of them is kind of close to right. Uh, She won Best Actress for this film in 2003, and she was phenomenal in it. Uh, I can 100% see why she won, um, but who boy, was this a rough one. Without question. Um, (laughs) It it screams uh, Oscar movie. Oh, 100%. Especially that time like 10 15 years ago when this came out i mean this is what 17 year old movie at this point but um like there was a time where they were just going like for the super artsy super like like all these different things where it's like it's it's stuff that the normal person tends to not watch Mm -hmm. it's all the stuff the highbrow people are watching not us common plebes (laughs) right yeah and and this was definitely one of those. It isn't a movie that I would just pick up and watch um, without being somebody who really wants to kind of learn more about actors and, and see some of these performances. Because this mo- entire movie hinges on the performance of your two leads, right? It has to be knocked out of the park because they're portraying a real-life person. This, you know, Eileen Warnos existed. She did these things. She went to prison for it. She was executed in the state of Florida for what she did. Um, so the whole based on a true story, yeah, there's going to be embellishments. There's going to be liberties taken. That's Hollywood. But this person existed. And the character Selby, I'm reading about, um, she was based on uh, a real-life person, Tyra Moore. But I think they, they sort of changed or maybe you know kind of amalgamated the character a little bit. But this movie hinges on those two performances. They have to be believable. They have to be good in order for a movie like this to have any merit whatsoever. And they were. They were great. They brought it to the table, and this movie's got enough grit to sand steel. (laughs) That's very true. 
Um, I mean, okay. So I, confession time, I have, I still harbor a celebrity crush on Christina Ricci, but I have since like, um, you know, the days of Adam's family because I was the same age as her. So it wasn't creepy back then. But she was really, really. the same age as her. uh, This is true. You're not wrong there, but she was really, really good in this. Um, the only thing upstaging her was Charlize Theron doing, uh, going the extra mile. Uh, and it wasn't just, like, there's all the talk around the physical changes that she went through to do this movie. She, you know, she put on 30 pounds. She bleached her eyebrows. She wore false teeth. But it was more than that. She, the way she carried herself, the way she moved, and the internal struggle that you could see on her face throughout the movie is what you could feel the desperation of the character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It was, it, it's one of those things she, I, and I had notes. I wrote like two pages of notes while I was watching this. And one of the things I kept coming back to, and I kept writing over and over was, yes, she did horrible things and, and absolutely deserved what happened to her. And she was not a good person. She was not a balanced person. But there was so many times in the movie where you could tell she wanted to be. She wanted to break free of what she was, uh, the spiral that she was in, and she just didn't know how. She had no, no conception of how to get out of what she was in, and it was all she knew. But she wanted to so much, and you know, it was Selby was supposed to be her, <clears throat> her way out. Uh, it was it was supposed to be her her way to break free of that. And in a way, it helped, but it also hurt. I mean, the whole scene where they're at the amusement park uh, is, you know, I hate to, I'm trying not to overly humanize the the horrible things that she did, but that was heartbreaking because you could see just the the life drain out of her for that, for those few moments and, and how crestfallen she was from seeing Selby just ditch her and go off with these other people. Without quite, I mean, there's there's so many things going on in this movie, but there's nothing happening at all. Mm-hmm. That's what's that's what's very weird about it is that, you, you know, uh, I, I think you said it before. I, I I wouldn't have sought this movie out to watch without some specific reason to do it. Um, it it's definitely not my cup of tea, uh, but I can respect a master performing their craft, and this was two masters performing their craft. Um, you know, watching, you're exactly right. You know, Selby starts, you know, becoming this person. She's coming into her own. She's this, you know, she's she's this young. I mean, she's, what? She's probably like 19. I'd I'd say if she's that old, probably just 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I assume Lee was probably what? God, probably almost 30. Yeah, somewhere around that. I think is what she's supposed to be. Um, but you know, and 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 seeing this 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 relationship of uh, kind of evolve and, and you're you hit the nail on the head selby was supposed to be her way out but selby became the anchor that drug her down deeper mm-hmm. because she had to take care of her she had to find a way she had to you know she, she you, you can't quit hooking we need the money and all these things and and then you just see that switch flip mm-hmm. and, and and you see that she she just wants to punish all these men because she's been just completely, completely destroyed as a human being. Uh, like she didn't stand a chance of being normal. Like she grew up in an environment that made it impossible for her. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, she had no, no chance on it. 
So let's see. So the real Eileen Warnos was born in 1956. And this movie, I believe, ends in 1990 because they talked about her being uh, incarcerated for, she was on death row for 12 years um, before being executed in 2002. So I believe that's when it's supposed to have ended. So 56. So yeah, that would have put her right around 30-ish, early 30s during the, the you know events of this movie. Um, and if you, let's go the, the low end and say she was 30. That's still 17 years of her life she spent basically in the same situation. Because she says multiple times in the movie she started, uh, you know, as a prostitute at 13. Like, that's just insane. Sorry, I kind of cut you off there, but no, no, perfectly fine. It, it's it it is just very, uh, it it's a sad tale, it, but it's unfortunately so incredibly com- not necessarily the murder part of it, but you know the 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 people who are just damaged beyond repair because they're not brought into a a, a place that you know they're not they're they're not loved, they're not wanted, they're you know they're discarded, and they have to find a way out and. It's almost always what it is, is the more they try to get out, the deeper they get drugged down into whatever it is that's destroying them. Yeah. It, they're not given the tools or the opportunity to to get out of those situations. They're just, they're there, and it's kind of like, oh, once it's in the gutter, we stop paying attention. And that's kind of what society does to people once they get to that point. They just leave them there. And, and I think it's a really interesting thing of, of I've always had this thought a little bit, but, but, you know, kind of watching this movie makes it a little more prominent of like, I, I've really never understood why prostitution is illegal. I mean, where's the victim in that crime? You, you know, everybody's a willing participant in there. You know, there's an exchange of money. Why is it? I mean, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like, and with it being illegal, you've got a lot of people being forced into it, and that's kind of what they're looking at now. But you know, once you know, yeah, um, and and it's the type of thing too. There are places where it is legal, and those places where it is legal and regulated in some way, it's well, part of it is that. It's illegal because it's looked down upon. It's shameful, right, for mm-hmm. uh, to be in that situation, and it, that that comes back to. Uh, I mean, that's a whole or other. At least we're told that it's shameful. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. That that's a whole other argument, a whole other discussion to have on completely unrelated topics, whether it's prostitution or uh, you know, anything um, of the sort. working working in uh, the porn industry or anything like that. Like that's a whole different conversation that I'm nowhere near qualified to talk about uh and probably the three of us as straight white men are not very qualified to talk about but but it is the type of thing where i i have been i have seen uh places where some prostitution is legal and it's very different because you don't it's like anything else if marijuana is made legal what you get is you get shops selling it it becomes regulated and it cha- it changes the whole landscape of people going out and getting pot, right? Uh, where when it's made illegal, you get 
just everybody trying to, to figure out ways to get it because they're, they're going to. Uh, same thing with, uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of different things. Guy. That guy's right. got other stuff, and he wants you to try that stuff because it's more... You know, and, and, and prostitution being illegal, it's somebody in the mid-'80s literally walking down the highway just waiting for somebody to pick her up versus, you know, going to, say, a, a legal brothel and spending your time there. So, it, yeah, and... I don't know. There, there's a lot uh, to to take in with that conversation that we're probably not uh, not yeah, really. I'm I'm board. certainly not prepared to have. Um, that, that was that was very uh, masterful there, Travis, <laughs> to, to finagle out of that conversation. I'm just I'm pulling both hamstrings trying to back away from it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, it it's just so. I've seen some interviews with Eileen Warnos, um, and I, I'm not going to sit here and say that she was uh, in any way a good person, because she certainly was not. The things that she did were horrible, but her life was tragic. She went through some shit, and it was... This movie, I think, in some ways does try to humanize that a little bit, and I, I found myself in the course of the movie at times feeling... Uh, feeling bad for her when she's just, she's trying so hard, when she's going out to these job interviews and she's trying and nothing is working and she's just, she doesn't know how. She doesn't know how to do it. She doesn't have a resume. She's just going in saying, I can be a good worker. And they're like, yeah, you have no qualifications whatsoever and just shutting the door on her. And immediately that puts her in the position of, in, in the mindset of, screw all these people. They don't know what they're talking about. And so she she goes, she flips back to uh kind of me against the world and everybody it's it everybody's trying to hold me down so she keeps flipping back and forth and it's you know it just happens to her over and over and you get beaten down so many times i'm sorry i don't know who you, i don't care who you are at some point you can't take much more of it she unfortunately got the even worse position of because her first killing was out of self-defense i mean it really was oh yeah you know, she yes, she was in a uh, bad position, and it, but and it caused a bunch of residual damage. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the moment that she was broken forever. Um, yeah, yeah, that that she got the I don't want to say the taste for it, but it's the only real way to put it. Of like, she got that ability to take power back in her life. Exactly that she's she's never had, and and, and she was powerful over that that guy because. You know who was going to kill her? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the guy was going to kill her. It, it, there's no question in that. Um, and and once you get that power, like that's why you know Selby became such an important part of the story, in the way it was told here. Um, it just in the fact of of how she's like, well, they can't all have been bad. You know, just that like you're you're doing this now because not because you need to or because they're bad people you're just doing this because you want the money or you want this or you need that or you're doing it for what you're doing whatever it takes to get what you need and and there's there's you know some redeeming quality in that too because you gotta survive you gotta have money to survive and that was the only way she could get the money because you know all all those 10 different things but yeah it definitely uh goes through there and, and just and, and even the, the the music and the sound effects they used in that scene were, were spectacular in that like breaking of her mm -hmm. yeah 
Yep that that scene was the turning point really in the movie. It's it's not a very long movie. It's about an hour and forty eight minutes or so with credits, so it's not super long. Um, but it does that was kind of the turning point for it was uh, was that particular scene. And then the next major scene was her first kill after that with the guy who wanted her to call him daddy, because you can see she immediately makes the assumption that he's a pedophile, and that's her justification for what she's going to do. So she goes from dire situation, uh, self-defense, justifiable homicide, because that guy was going to kill her. He was, I mean, the, I still, that that image of him with the pipe in his hand is not going to leave my brain anytime soon, no matter how much bleach I, (sighs) I wash my eyes out with. But that one's pretty justifiable. But then the next guy, you know, she, she, basically saying to herself, I need to go out, I need to get money, I'm going to do this, I'm fine with it, and she gets in the car. I don't know if she got into the car intending on that being what she was going to do and shoot the guy, but the second he went to, you know, are you going to call me daddy, you could see just the, the switch, and now she's like, oh, okay, well, this guy wants me to call him daddy, he's a pedophile, bad guy, kill him. And that was like the first justification to it. Because then they have the scene with one of my favorite uh, character actors, um, Pruitt Taylor Vince, as the shy guy, the the guy with the stutter. Um, love that. They, oh, I love that guy. He he is phenomenal, and he steals every scene he's in in anything I watch. I love him because he he can play uh, you know vulnerable like that or menacing really really well. I don't know what it is about him, and it's not just the the eye thing that he, that happens, but he's great. But that scene with him, she got into that car with the intention of "I'm going to shoot this guy." So by that point, she had become the killer. So like the first time, it was it was a reaction to the situation. The second time, I don't feel like that was her intention from the outset, but it ended up there. It was, it was not going to take much to push her in that direction. Taylor Vince, the shy guy, it, that was her intention all along, and she couldn't do it because he was just a sad, lonely person uh, looking for, you know, any Some anything kind of, he could. And yeah. and so that was sort of a, you know, she still has some humanity left at that point. But by the time you get to the end of the movie, that's gone. With the last guy, um, who is another actor that I recognize, and I can't think of his name right now, um, Pretty much all of her Johns, uh, I, I recognized. Yeah. As as characters, yeah. even Thomas, I recognized him from somewhere. Uh, I can't. I, you know, I can't remember his name. Uh, Thomas. You mean Tony? No. Oh, Thomas. Thomas the... the the guy he shows up in only two scenes. It's Bruce Dern. He's at yeah. the beginning of the movie when she goes to the storage unit and he comes up and gives her the sandwich. Her only friend. For some reason, I thought I thought his name was Tony. Oh no, it was Tom. Tommy, I think, is how she described him. Was Tommy my only friend? But that was Bruce Dern, another guy that I love, and he. I really so as I'm watching the movie, he shows up in that early scene. It's a it's a funny. It's kind of a funny, almost levity scene. He's great. He's just like, yeah, you'll get me money when you can. Whatever she offers, you know, a favor is the nice way I can put it on this PG thirteen. Uh, thing but she offers him that he's like no don't worry about it you know he's he's like the one person that's good to him or good to her all the time he's just genuinely good to her 
so when he came back at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, thank you. That would have been a criminal like waste of Bruce Dern in this movie to have him in that one scene for two minutes in the beginning. Well, he was he was in like three scenes, really. Yeah, right? he's not there's, in the movie much. The second, yeah, there's the the first scene in the bar, or there's the first scene at the uh, storage unit. Uh, the next scene was in the bar, and he was equating her life to him coming back from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And you know he you know he was telling her you know I'm on your side you know I I get it you didn't you, you didn't have a choice in this I didn't have a choice in what I went through you know and. And it messed guys up, and it's rough, and it's tough. But you got you you got to survive, and that's what you're doing. You know, I I kind of get it, is what he's saying. Yeah. But he doesn't know about you know all he knows about is the hooking at that point. You know. And, well, and he, he, he doesn't he doesn't know about the killing until after she like walks out of the bar there, and then he's like, "Oh crap." Mm-hmm. Well, and to be perfectly honest, when I saw that scene, I'm like, "Oh man, he's gonna go rat her out." I, I like because it was you know we're deep in the movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. "How the hell is she getting caught? And when when's she gonna get caught?" Like, I I was, I was so I'm like, "Oh man, he's gonna he, he's gonna rat her out." Hey, you know, since since we're talking about Brewster, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of trivia I saw this morning on on, on TV about his daughter Laura. Sure. His daughter Laura was conceived on a movie set. Really? Hmm. What movie? Yeah. Ah, uh, damn it! I knew you were gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it was well, it was uh, her, her mom's who? I can't think of her mom's name. Oh, I can't think of it either. I was lo- Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to think of what they were. It. I mean, it was. I mean, it was a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was yeah that, that was funny they were talking to Laura Dern on a, a, one of those Sunday morning shows and uh, they, they're going through kind of her history and she's like yeah I was conceived on a movie set <laughs> um, I, and I did look up the, the final John the guy that um, really she had no business I mean granted she didn't need to kill no any to. really any of them but oh. the, the last one she had zero reason to because he was and he wasn't really a john he was just somebody trying to be a good person right it's like, he's credited he as final john or something like that but he he was he was trying to help her he was trying to be a good person to her uh, which is only like the second person to really do that throughout the movie and that's where i'm saying like by that point eileen is gone lee is no more because her humanity is gone. This guy legitimately wants to just help her, and she she just she has no clue how to get out of it anymore. She doesn't know how to do anything else. But that was um, Scott Wilson is his name. Uh, you've seen him. He was in uh, The Walking Dead as Herschel Green. Um, oh, he was in. Okay, uh, now I get, now I know why that face was familiar. Yeah, the host um, from 2006, which is one I got to rewatch. I love that movie. Um, and he's done a ton of stuff. Sadly, he passed away uh, October of 2018. Uh, but he's one of those kind of character actors that I always liked, too, because um, he always seems to show up uh, or seemed to show up. Um, he even did uh, Herschel Green in Ro- uh, Robot Chicken. I love that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you, you know, the only two people that really ever treated her decent were that guy um, for you know, just being a nice guy, and then Thomas, and yeah, that's rough. Uh, some of the other people in there, I don't have um, that I can find anybody. Oh no, uh, no, 
I don't think we've done anything with Pruitt Taylor Vincent yet. Maybe. Um, but I usually like to try and link to a, you know, a past movie that we've done. I don't believe we've seen Bruce Dern yet. I'll have to consult the machine at some point. In, uh, my, my giant spreadsheet of all the movies that we've done for the show. Um, I'll hail the machine. <laughs> so... I, I, for one, submit to our machine overlord. Yes. Uh, so, Charlie Theron's um, Best Actor, uh, Best Actress Oscar win, boy, that's a, that's a tough four words to say in sequence, um, was the only nomination for this movie. So it got nominated for one Academy Award, and it won it. Um, hmm. And, uh, oh, another thing that kind of gave me some idea of the date, uh, the time frame of this, was the roller rink. Right, because mm, yeah. those disappeared uh, sometime in the mid '90s. Um, you didn't really see those anymore at all. Um, but that brought back some some memories of uh, middle school and elementary school, um, going to the to Skate World. Ah, uh, Skate World. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have Skate World. I, I wasn't up here. So no, that's right. Um, so we've gotten this far. We haven't talked about the director at all. Uh, Patty Jenkins wrote and directed this movie. And um, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, uh, it should, because she went on after this to direct an episode of Arrested Development. Uh, some more TV stuff, uh, The Killing. Um, she did a, a couple episodes of that, Betrayal. But her feature films would be Wonder Woman and the upcoming Wonder Woman 1984. Um, and she was at one point, uh, I think, going to direct Thor The Dark World. And then they didn't go with her. That was one of the reasons Natalie Portman was upset uh, during that movie, was that she wanted Patty Jenkins really bad to be the director. Um, I heard about that. But, uh, yeah, she's um, only only a few movies, but I enjoyed Wonder Woman quite a bit, and I'm, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984. I think she did a phenomenal job um, writing this. She, she did Guilty get... Guilty admission? I yeah. haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. Oh, that's okay. I hadn't seen it until a few wee months ago. I think like two months ago, maybe. So, um, but yeah, she uh, she managed to get. So Eileen Warnos is, was notoriously uncooperative um, in her time in prison, but she gave Patty Jenkins a bunch, like hundreds of letters that she had written and received um, to gain insight for writing this movie. So that was kind of neat. I, I like. I mean, I've only seen this and Wonder Woman that she's done. I might have seen the episode of Arrested Development. I don't remember. Um, it's the one where they build a house is what it's called. Um, but she's very good and kind of uh, on the um, on the rise a little bit with the, the Wonder Woman stuff. So um, what was it? I guess she's produced a couple things, too. Oh, she's one of the producers for Wonder Woman '84. Are you, uh, are, are, Pat? Are you excited for Wonder Woman '84? I very much am. Uh, I, I thought the 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 first Wonder Woman was absolutely spectacular and and really kind of turned a corner for DC. Um, but Wonder Woman '84 looks looks even better. Um, I know uh, I, I know a friend of mine that is extra excited because the gold armor will be showing up. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for that movie. It, it's it it's gonna have it, it would it would have to work really hard to fail. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, because 
From what I've seen in the one trailer, it looks like they really nailed 1984. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. You watched a trailer? Uh, yeah, um, at the theater. Okay. That... Yeah, it was one of the it was one of the trailers before uh, uh, Star Wars. For anyone who doesn't know, Keith is notorious for l- literally avoiding any and all trailers he can. Like, if I start to play a trailer and he's in the house, he will go in the other room. He doesn't like watching yeah. trailers, so. Yeah. I guess you were kind of a captive audience there. Yeah, it's the captive audience thing at that point. You know, I paid for the ticket. I'm watching everything they have to show me. (laughs) I I had to take out a second mortgage to go see a movie. I'm watching every... I'm I'm going to absorb every photon that comes towards my seat. Yeah. Um, No, I, I... I'm I'm looking forward to it. I didn't like I say I didn't see Wonder Woman uh, until uh, just recently. It was no no real reason. I was kind of it came out in a period where I wasn't getting out to the movie theater that often, um, and then it was I did the same thing with Aquaman. I hadn't seen it, you know. I was so invested in the Marvel universe, and I was so let down by um, like Batman v Superman uh, that why'd you say that name? <laughs> Yeah, um, that that I kind of it wasn't so much that I didn't want to see them. I just I wasn't rushing out to see either of those movies. But the, watching uh, Wonder Woman, I was really really impressed with it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to this next one. And now I've gone back and watched this, which is what 15, 16 years old. Patty Jenkins is good. She she is good, and she's gonna be. Uh, hitting that list, that that list of directors where it's like, oh, she's doing a project. I'm interested, um, based on what I've seen. She's that good, so I really look forward to her next movie, and hopefully, she can uh, really start to get even more projects because it did. That so, Monster was kind of a feature film debut, and then it was all TV after that. It was TV series, series, TV movie until Wonder Woman. So it took her 14 years between Monster and Wonder Woman to get another feature film. That is a crime, first of all. It is. And and now that I, I've heard her name said this many times in association with what she's done, it's a name that I believe I'll be able to remember. That's another one of my faults. I'm terrible with names. Oh, no, you, you won't remember it, but that's okay. I'll remember it for you. Ah, thank you. <laughs> By the way... Uh, she's she did the screenplay and the storyboards for Wonder Woman eighty four as well. Oh, that's awesome! Nice. Yeah, she's got. Um... I, oh, she I didn't. Okay, she didn't write Wonder Woman. Somebody that involved with it, you know, just just really sinking their teeth into what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She also did a guest spot on the Sarah Silverman program. <laughs> really? Oh, look at that! Yeah. IMDb is pretty fun. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, I mean, I'm a fan. Uh, I've seen two movies, and she's two for two in my book. Monster isn't exactly something I'm going to be clamoring to watch again, uh, but that's no fault of her as a director or, you know, any of the people involved in it. It's just... If anything, it's a testament to how good of a job she did with this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I got done watching this movie, and I I had to go uh, out to the theater and watch Bad Boys for Life as like a palate cleanse and kind of balance myself (laughs) back out. I was like, okay, that was heavy. I need something light. And uh, that's just kind of what I I needed to do. So, um, but man, it, it was good, but it was definitely affecting. 
this this idea that I had of doing these award-winning films, um, I'm realizing is just downer film after downer film because we watched Mystic River last week, and Pat, I don't know if you've seen that before. Um, it's been a while, um, like 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 fifteen twenty years while. <laughs> yeah, because that was like the same year I think that was two thousand three. Um, so yeah, about about fifteen sixteen years ago, and. Keith, I know you watched it, but oh man, that's a rough one too. Yeah, like you get I, done with that, and you're just yeah, okay. Well, <sighs> and I, I'd had the parent nightmare shortly before watching. That's that. right. So uh, I I identified with the Sean Penn character in a way that I never thought I would ever identify with a Sean Penn character. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, you know I'm not making this easy these easy watches, but I do think. I do think something like this can be an important movie to see. Um, if for nothing else than to, every once in a while, it's a good idea to watch something that makes you uncomfortable, that, that makes you, uh, exposes you to something that you wouldn't normally think about. You know, I wouldn't normally want to watch a movie like this. It's not the type of thing. Um, it's, you know, it's not fun. It's not like uh, light or entertaining but I do think that it, that movies, like any other art form, should elicit some kind of an emotional response in you. And that emotional response doesn't always need to be happy. It doesn't always need to be light. Uh, sometimes you gotta got to push yourself to something that is uncomfortable. Um, and this is the type of movie that does that. And Christina is in our chat right now uh, saying you know, that's why she didn't want to be on any of these episodes because they're they're not uh the types of movies that she want to watch and that's fair i i don't hold anything against anybody that doesn't want to do that but i do feel that right. it, it can I, be important there's pushing your boundaries and then you know sometimes there's heavy material that pushes too hard and you have to take a step away from it because that's not something even if you did watch it that you would want to talk about publicly like this Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there are certainly movies that are gonna gonna push the boundaries that I just won't go to. I mean, there's um, a lot of Lars von Trier movies I can't do. Um, I just it, there's there's a certain level of uncomfortable that I can't get to. This this type of movie, Monster or Mystic River, they're not graphic or overly graphic, um, which I think kind of helps my ability to watch it. It is definitely. I mean, the scene, this her, the scene of her first kill is not an easy scene to to watch at all. But it's not uh, gratuitous either. Um, it's not like a Serbian film, which I don't, I don't even want to like explain what that movie's about because I've never seen it. I've only read about it, and reading about it made me want to go take a shower. So. Um, and they they showed you just enough so you understood how bad the situation was. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, jeez, that gratuitous doesn't even begin to cover. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, this is a. If you can get past that, this is a very good movie. I I don't want to. It's hard for me to say that I like the movie. I do. I I under I respect the movie and the people that made it, uh, the work that went into it. Um, but saying that I liked it is a little, maybe a little strong. I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird situation for me with this movie because it was just, it was good. It was very, very well made, but it's not entertainment. 
Uh, it's a character study, and you're watching, literally you're watching a person unravel and <clears throat> become a monster. And that's not easy. But it was really, really well done. I mean, this this is like, like I said earlier. It's it's definitely the art house film type. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's not. This wasn't put out to be like, oh, just go have an entertaining thing. This was this was basically. A, uh, I mean, it's more documentary ish, like a like a, a, a I don't want to say a a portrait of a person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it because like there's. There's probably some people would say there's entertainment value. I don't I don't see entertainment value in this in the traditional sense of entertainment value. I see this as a as a yeah a character study as a as a morbid curiosity as mm -hmm. a as those things where you're like oh I can you know I I can see things of the world that I don't necessarily understand or wouldn't be, have the 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 bandwidth to understand this this situation. But I can get a glimpse into it. Um, so it's it, yeah, it's it's. I, I agree. It's not entertaining, and I didn't like it. I I appreciated it. Yes, I think that's that's the perfect word for it is appreciation, um, because that's about uh, where I kind of land on it. Like I appreciate the work that went into it, and how and 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 the study of a person. And the things that it can show you about the about human beings, but it's not entertaining at all. <laughs> it's just it's rough to see, you know this this woman fall apart and, oh, yeah, like the scene. I, I mean, I was I was just, I was looking over my notes, and it's like every other line is like, oh shit, and oh my god, you know, can't believe this is happening. You know, she gets in the car with the guy, and after she shoots him, and she grabs his wallet, and she finds his badge. It's like he's a cop. And she's freaking out about that, and obviously, but it's just one thing after another, and it no, no breaks would go her way. And anytime you would feel like she was getting any kind of momentum to become to to break away from that, one little thing would be all it would take to just knock it all down, and her, for her to feel like no. And and that's the I think the thing with it is it took so much for her to make one step forward. And then it took so little for her to take two or three steps back. And I know that while I've never been as far down as this and I've never felt, uh, I, I, but I can identify a little bit with that mentality of like, you never feel like you can make headway, and, but you have to keep trying. And the, the downside and the, the problem for this character was that she just was set up to fail from the beginning. Nothing could go her way. And it was going to take a, a titanic amount of uh, of headway, and she just didn't have that. the The only person that cared was Thomas, and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't really do anything for her. And all he could do was just be the friend who cared and didn't push. Yeah, basically. And and really, at the end, when he tries to save her, you know, she's so out of it. She just thinks he's wanting to get get some yeah and and then she yeah. loses all respect for him and she gets pissed at him and like she's trying to get that get her away from the guy uh, which like th that was beautiful beautiful foreshadowing on that mm -hmm. because as mm -hmm. soon as tommy is like hey come on get away from these guys 
basically. I mean, he didn't say those those words, but like he was insistent on getting her away from those two. I'm like, oh shit! And then when one of them turned to go with her, I'm like, oh shit, she's done. Yep. Well, I the thing the thing about that scene is I didn't I didn't quite realize that those guys were cops. Oh well, not like, right away. No. No, like. Like it wasn't until they like pulled the bag off of her and the and the light showed up that it that it clicked. Oh crap! These these aren't guys trying to take advantage of a woman. These are cops. It, like well, that's, it that's lo- it looked too. to me, you know, leading up to that point, like it was two guys trying to take advantage of a woman and who is obviously far too drunk. Mm-hmm. That was definitely one the one of the two. Uh, uh, identities that they wanted you to think of them either i I think probably leaning more towards what you saw but the clues the clues were there that this is this is the end this is where she gets this is where she gets got um and and i i I, i've nearly gotten divorced over the fact of that i'm very good at picking up those cues (laughs) yeah um Okay, so I always take IMDb trivia with a grain of salt, but this one, I'm going to read this, and then I, w- I want to get your reaction to it. Okay, at five foot ten, Charlize Theron is seven inches taller than Eileen Warnos, who is five foot four. Um, no, sir, the math does not check out there. No, it does not. I had a little trouble with that reading, and it sort of short circuited me for a second. I'm not a math major, but I can do that much math. Um, no. Did uh, did either of you recognize who one of those two cops was? The 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 one with the sunglasses up in his hair kind of looked familiar, but I I can't say that I would recognize. Okay, uh, Pat. Any anything? You you? No, I I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I like maybe they looked a little familiar, but not. Like, oh my gosh, I know that person. Okay, so the one that you're talking about, by the way, is, um, let me find him here, undercover, undercover cop, there it is, uh, is Christian Stokes. He had the longer hair. Um, he, I did not recognize, I'm sure I've seen him in something. He was in uh, Escape Plan, um, Revolution, stuff. But the other undercover cop that comes up to her is uh, Jason Voorhees himself, Kane Hodder. Huh. Oh, that is Kane Hodder. Yep. And I've, uh, I've never seen Voorhees with yeah, a recognizably human face. Yeah, and what's funny is, I mean, he did Jason Voorhees for, I think it was three movies? Four movies? Four movies? Uh, two or three. And I'll, I'll, I'll set up on three, but not four. But that's that's one of the things he's most known for, and he's done a ton of stuff. Stuntman, been in, been in just, I mean... His acting credits is 137 credits. Uh, granted, super good dude. yeah, granted, a bunch of those are announced in pre-production, but still, um, you know, in con, con festival tours, you know, he does a ton of those. Um, he did. I know he did Jason X. I remember that he was Jason for that one. Um, but yeah, that was Kane Hodder. Uh, that was one of those where I was like, oh, okay. You know, every every so often you you see the those certain faces like Pruitt Taylor Vince is one of those that I just I see him I know exactly who it is Kane Hodder I, I've seen his face enough times now in different documentaries and like 
you'll go back and see somebody reviewing like an old horror movie and it's like, oh, Kane Hodder was in that too. Um, I think he had uh, an on-screen, not in the makeup role um, in one of the Friday the 13th movies. I want to say it was Jason. Yeah, it was Jason Goes to Hell um, where he was Jason Voorhees, but he also played a security guard in another part. And so after you see him a few times, you kind of get, get the look on his face. Pat, you say super good dude. You've met him? Uh, yeah, uh, at, uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con, he okay. was there, and just happened to, uh, I was talking to some people, and he happened to stop by and knew one of the people I was talking to, and just kind of walked up and started talking for just a minute, like, a super quick, short interaction, mm-hmm. like, like, maybe three to five minutes uh, of just talking, but, you know, got that instant, instant vibe off him of like this guy's good people and and kind of talk to some other people and they're like yeah like he's super awesome everybody loves hanging out with him and and meeting him like and and i'm like yeah i totally dug him you know for you know for playing a serial killer he's a pretty good dude yeah hey (laughs) plus it must have been nice for him to get to talk to somebody taller than him for once (laughs) he's a big dude because he is a big dude he, he he's he's a little I think he, he he's maybe an inch shorter than me, maybe two, but um, but he's massive. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing is he's it's not just how tall he is. A whole lot of company at that altitude. Yeah, but it's not just how tall he is because he's a tall guy, but it's just he's broad, he's wide. Um, when well, big solid dude. Yeah, huh? but yeah, I, I just thought that was cool that they had him in there. Uh, looked it. I mean, I can't say a whole lot more about this movie. It's a phenomenal performance uh, by your two leads. Um, I still have a huge crush on Christina Ricci. I don't care. I will like, always have a crush on Christina yeah. Ricci. Um, I think that makes three for three here. <laughs> you, you know, you talk about the, the like the like free passes, the celebrity free pass. Oh yeah. Like the celebrity free pass for me is is not Christina Ricci because I would legit just leave my wife. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, how much would she argue with you about it? And my my guess is some, um, not I'm, me. I'm just oh, waiting what? for something to come, fly, you know, flying in, pan across the, <laughs> your camera feed, and just kerblop right into your head. That's okay. Just, like the missus is right there, like whoosh. We'll we'll edit that out. She will never hear it. <laughs> nah, she's she's nowhere around. That's fine. Uh, we got Locutus in the chat and he's saying, oh, why'd you get this Pat guy? Yeah, we got Pat. All right. And he doesn't have a thing for Christina Ricci. Well, you're the weird one. Okay. Confirmed. True story. Locutus, you, you know who Locutus is, right, Pat? Yeah, I know okay. who Locutus is. Just making sure. I didn't know if you'd seen, you know, that, that name in a while or not, so. It, it, it's been a while since I've seen that specific name, but I, I, I always associate it with that person. <laughs> Good. Um, all right, excellent. Well, look, this was a fun... All right, I got to stop saying that because I say that way too much. This was an interesting episode and, a, and an interesting movie. It was not fun, uh, but it was fun talking to you guys. Um, so, you know, that's good. I, I, I do like exposing people to new stuff, and I'm glad that you didn't hate this um, and that you, you were able to get something out of it, um, which is good. So uh, that... that makes me happy that I was able to, you know, show you guys something that isn't uh, in your wheelhouse of stuff that you're going to go out and, and seek out and watch, but yet is still appreciative, and uh, that's good. I'm, I'm really glad. Um, 
Go yeah, ahead. I definitely got something fun. I, yeah, I, I don't want to say fun. Man, why do I? Now I'm doing it. It's contagious. It now. <laughs> uh, but but it, it was. It's something I can appreciate. And, and just seeing Charlize Theron uh, uh, in, this, in this completely different role where she really changed her body and the prosthetics they used. I mean, uh, I, I, I do have to say, I, I will say, considering the prosthetics, the teeth were bad. They oh yeah, a good prosthetic. Like, like it wasn't that the teeth were bad. Her, her teeth. You know, it's just it was just a bad prosthetic, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a tough one. And this this movie came out like the same year as um, the Italian Job, or within a year of that. So, think of her from the Italian Job, and then think of seeing her in this, and it's like night and day. It's two different people. You know, and that's and that's the amazing was, thing this of an was actor. Definitely a movie of Charlize Theron becoming someone else Mm -hmm. absolutely uh even down to like the way they did her makeup to make her skin look really blotchy and and i don't know it's just it was phenomenal it's phenomenal transformation into a another into a character uh 100 earned that oscar uh i don't i don't know who else was up for it that year but i remember the year that this came out and um her winning that and i thought to myself then like i should watch this movie and just never did so I've, I've fixed that problem in my uh, my list of shame. I can now say that I've seen this. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Well, I want to thank both you guys for coming on. Now, Pat, you've got a project coming out here soon, and uh, I want to give you a chance to talk about it because um, I just got my uh, my advanced version or copy of it that I have to read. Um, but go ahead and talk about that for a minute. Uh, yeah, so uh, over the past year, uh, I have been uh, producing a, a comic book. Uh, there, it is a, a collection, an anthology, as one might call it, of uh, ten different eight-page stories by ten different creative teams, um, and they are all based on, around one simple premise: video games. That was the only prompt that anybody was given: write me a story about video games. Um, and what came out of that prompt was. Uh, pretty incredible there there are uh, a wide variety of stories it's it's not just uh you know a retelling of of, of final fantasy in, in in eight pages or or here's mario brothers in eight pages like you know we, we don't have the license to those so so you have to be super careful about what what you put in there but like i i really thought when i put this prompt out there that i would get a lot of that type of stuff of like hey if we're gonna play with this and make it kind of not quite you know a trademark property but where it's really gonna be you know but i did i didn't get that and there are just there are uh nine s- stories in there that are spectacular and then there's mine um <laughs> uh no i uh, uh it it's it, it's it's stuff from you know uh, online relationships you know uh, not 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 you know dating to, but friendships you know they're friends we have across the world now that we've never seen in person mm-hmm. but they're true and honest friends you know stories about stuff like that stories about uh, you know connecting with your parents through video games and them using them as tools to to teach you life lessons and you know there's more stuff that's farther out there of like dystopian futures and 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 what what happens when the video games become pretty much part of reality and you know there's there's some of them that are just you know they're they're fun and 
you know, it's it's a it's a knight on a on his quest trying to get get good enough to fulfill the quest he's on, and it it's it's a knight on his quest to get good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, but it's so many that it, it, it's this wide variety of stories that just never would have. I I I I can't say enough good things about the the, the teams that. I worked with on this that created absolutely insanely good stories. Um, and those stories are now complete. The art is done on them. The writing's done. The editing, the 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 colors, the letters, all of it's done. So that there are ten stories that are ready to print. Um, there are some assets that need to be put in there. There's some credit pages and there's some there's a foreword in there uh, by the incredible Dirk Manning. He was uh, uh, nice enough to do a foreword for that. But we're bringing that. Uh, collection of stories the anthology to kickstarter on january 28th awesome uh, so we're going to be having that uh there's going to be there, there's going to be a regular version of the book which is going to have the cover art done by ryan lee from uh wow. idw and some marvel for fame and obviously a local uh, uh traverse city native uh currently working on mountainhead for idw uh, and then there will be a Kickstarter exclusive. This one's going to be print to order. This is going to be, here are the w the ones we have. You ordered on Kickstarter, you don't get it. Um, and that's actually going to be done by Corinne Roberts, who uh, has done uh, absolutely incredible stuff with uh, her own properties. Um, a trek to, uh, oh, I just had a brain malfunction. I'm blanking on her. Uh, she does absolutely insanely good watercolor work, and her fantasy stuff is spectacular. Hmm. Uh, she did the artwork for a game called Unreal Estate. She's done uh, just, she has a number of projects coming down the pipe here this year, uh, but her, 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 her creating this watercolor cover was something that I was like, this is going to be a must-have type item to 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 be like okay this is going to generate the people who are going to want to hit that kickstarter hard nice. to, to be like uh, i must. got the thing yeah it, that's the must-have thing um you know we're going to have all that stuff there's going to be commissions available from the artists in the book uh those are going to be some of the rewards we're going to have uh we are going to bring a bring to life on uh, one of the covers the main character is holding an NES cart, and it and it's important to the story uh, what's on this cart. But I wanted to bring that item into the real world, so that's going to be a reward tier. Oh, very cool! Uh, there's going to be uh, three different pins from art from the uh, from the stories. Uh, some of them are just and, and and they're they're nice and universal. They they're they're representative of the story, but. It's not like oh that's the only thing. They're cool designs that are gonna that that really have have appeal outside of the uh, outside of the story itself, but they relate directly to the story. And I'm a big fan of enamel pins. I don't know if you know if you've seen my bag that I have that it's just covered. In, oh yeah, yep, I've seen uh, that. <laughs> and and so those are some of the things that are gonna be gonna be in this Kickstarter. There'll be a re retailer tier. But we're bringing that, and you know, we're we're gonna have some stretch goals in there too. Um, uh, uh, well, they're not stretch goals. 
their level ups. Oh, there you go. Mm. Nice. Nicely done. Um, so we could level up the Kickstarter, um, you know, and because I'm a savage, not all the pins are going to be released from the, the word go. We're, we're, we, you know, I think one of the levels <laughs> up is going to be to get another one of those pins. There you go. Uh, but you go. the top, the, to, the the first set of, uh, of level ups, there's going to be the possibility of two more stories in this book. Oh, wow. They're, they're already set up. So, you know, they're, they're, they're they might even up, you know, be be happening in the background, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the, the 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 big thing is is I want to turn this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to have the book pretty much print ready when I went to to Kickstarter with it, uh, because I'm a first time Kickstarter person. I've never done a campaign before. I I don't have a massive name of like here. This name means quality. I don't have that 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 standard or that reputation already mm-hmm. um, to to be like yeah yeah this absolutely person could be you know for sure is going to be delivering um, so I wanted to have that available and 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 make sure that yep print files are good to go um, and all the stories are print ready uh, we're now into layouts for for the book. Um, and and you know waiting a little bit on the the covers they're not quite done yet but um but yeah i, I wanted to have that ready that's going to be hitting kickstarter um the link's not live yet so i can't give it to you but i will uh make sure travis gets it to to to, to uh maybe post on the you know some some information with it oh absolutely yeah and... yep as soon as you've got that link uh you get that to me that's going to be going live you said january 28th Yep, uh, a week from well, it's a the, the, from where we are, a week from Tuesday. But you know, yeah, whenever you're listening to this in time, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be uh, a little less than a week after this episode goes live. So um, when you're listening to this, if it's not quite January 28th yet, uh, get ready for it. If it's already January 28th, go check it out. Uh, it's really, I'm really looking forward to reading it. Um, I know this has been something you've been working on for a while, so uh, it's great that it's finally, you know. We're, you're, you're seeing that finish line, and that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. And as soon as I have uh, the rest of the information, I will pass it on to everybody. Yeah, I'm just waiting at Kickstarter to approve. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Well, guys, this is what, this was a, a great episode. Thank you both uh, for coming on and watching. I know we had a little uh, little scheduling thing, Pat. You just are busy, 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 busy. So thank you for taking some time out to uh, not only watch this movie, but then come on and talk about it. Well, thank you for inviting me. I mean, I, I absolutely appreciate that. I love doing this. This is this is super fun. I I'm a, a podcaster by nature, and I love doing this stuff. And movies are a big thing for me too. So uh, it, you know, you you being gracious enough to have me on here and, and my ramblings so and, and to talk about the projects i have going on so absolutely thank you very much well we, we love having you and we'll have you again uh sometime and keith as always a pleasure having you on i always like being here you know fun movie heavy movie dark movie i'm good for it yeah it seems to be uh you you seem to be able to roll with the punches with everything except tank girl Ugh. Uh, I'm not living that one down, but that's fine. That's fine. You know, they can't all be winners, I suppose. Uh, so we record this show typically every Sunday, um, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we did tonight's a little bit late, but that's fine. Um, 
We uh, put the new shows out. They go live into the podcast feed on Wednesdays. And if you aren't subscribed already, you can go to uh, my website, tvstravis.com forward slash subscribe, because um, everything is about me, 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 me. So I named everything after myself. Uh, it was just easier. Plus, I gave the show a, a horrendously awful name for search engine optimization. So I just decided to avoid uh, trying to put the name in there. But if you do listen to the show, wherever you listen to it, if you can rate and or review uh, the show, that helps us out a ton. Um, so please do that, uh, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, or you um, go straight to the website and grab the uh, the RSS. If it's in your pod feed, um, whatever your, your podcast player of choice is, uh, helps us out more than... Uh, more than you know. So please do that. Um, until next week, which next week our movie is uh, Training Day, starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Uh, another light piece of fare, right? Uh, nothing heavy in that movie at all. But that won Denzel a Best Actor uh, Oscar. So I'm looking forward to this one. This is a movie that I very much enjoy um, because, uh, again, it's not fun to pardon me it's not fun subject matter but it is amazingly well put together uh, and acted so i'm looking forward to talking to that one um i've got uh, a couple guests lined up for that episode that's going to be happening next sunday um and so look forward to that but until then this has been wait you haven't seen and get out and enjoy your movies Don't do it for me. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>